Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report. I am the big guy, Ryback. Raj Geary with Wrestling Inc. How you doing? Good. How are you? Doing very good. Staying busy. And uh, I have one question, Raj, that it, it, it's popped up on my Twitter multiple times. This hashtag Rajback. Can you give me any insight into, is there, is there, I, I do not know the story on this. This guy, Peter Bahi, uh, he, he made it up, sent it to Matt Morgan and, and Glenn. And, and so whenever I'm not on the Wrestling Inc. podcast, they're like, oh, it's Rajback. Raj is on the Ryback podcast. So. Is, there, so is there heat between Rajback and then the Matt Morgan and the other, and the, what's the other guy? Uh, Glenn Rubenstein. Glenn, yeah. Do we have heat now because we no. do this? Okay, just no, because I'm not. So they do a podcast Friday night. We do it after every you know Monday, Wednesdays, yeah. and Fridays after the shows, and I'm not scheduled for Friday shows, but they just like to give me crap. <laughs> Good deal. I was just curious. It's been popping up more and more. Like, what's this Rajback shit? <laughs> yeah, Matt. Matt really pushes it. So. Yeah, I like it. I like it. It, it. it has a good ring to it. <laughs> I'm big on just put when two guys come together, you just combine their names. That's what <laughs> that's we right backsel, that's what happens. So <laughs> uh so it's WrestleMania season on that note. Uh uh last week I mean this past week was just insane. Um we had the Thursday pay-per-view super showdown. I uh, you know, we we kind of see WWE reverting back to the old stars or the big stars. Yeah. You saw Brock Lesnar, you know, squash Ricochet, you saw Undertaker squash AJ Styles, and of course in the main event, Goldberg won the WWE Universal Championship, yeah. defeating Bray Wyatt. Um it was about a three minute match. They both hit a bunch of big moves. Uh Wyatt kicked out of multiple spears before finally uh taking a jackhammer, kind of an ugly jackhammer and yeah. Goldberg got the win. So Goldberg is the WWE Universal Champions and is now expected to face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. So on first, in, in seeing, and I, and I caught parts of this, um, the Undertaker-AJ thing I liked because it sets, it, in the way that it was done, it, I think the way they pulled that off and it sets up for the program and with AJ being caught off guard, like that and, and being a smaller wrestler, like it doesn't hurt him. Like that was, that was done to go into WrestleMania, and I like that. The Brock Ricochet thing, this is what we talked about. I, I don't have any problem with that. I like Brock being booked like that. What I don't like is Bobby Lashley being used and not... I don't like Bobby Lashley being used in that setup match for Ricochet to go in there to do that. And now, if Ricochet was going in there to bring it to Brock and pull out a 20-25-minute 20, match, being the underdog and fighting back like he did with Bobby, I dig it. I, I get that story. But they didn't connect those dots, which they don't do very often, and that and that that personally bothers me just for Bobby Lashley's sake. But I'm on the outside, and I don't got to worry about it, so <laughs> no big deal. Going on to to the fiend Goldberg, and we talked about this. Um, I'll never shit on anyone having success as far as Bill coming in and, and getting the the being used, and you know, do I wish when I was there that these. When I wanted him to come in and WWE wanted nothing to do with him, yeah, selfishly I wish because it was there and it still will be there down the road. But my thing is, and I look at this, and I know and from an athlete standpoint, 
Bill Goldberg, they, and the conditioning aspect of things. Like, Father Time is undefeated. And, and you see it and when you have to pick up guys. And, like, Bray's really good with his body, but Bray's a heavy guy, too, and stuff. And when you have difficulty doing things and you look fatigued, and this isn't shitting on Bill. This is right. – Bill's not an active wrestler. He's been out of the game for a long time. And you you question, you know, why are they – what are they doing? And I want Bill to be healthy. And the, the guy, he's, he's definitely – he's still in phenomenal shape. But when you look at it from – I'm looking at it at, from a cardio aspect of this and – I could see he's heavily fatigued with very short matches, and he's intense. I get it, and I and I and I, I know how that goes. But I don't know, man. I, I, I'm looking at this, and I'm, I'm like, how long we've done? They've done this so long in the past, and all the talent. Bray the Fiend is the one thing, and and again, he's protected by the how they take him out and whatnot. But this is the guy. He's supposedly your top merch seller, and in. This is the one thing that has interest with the fans where they're not necessarily shitting on it uh, as much as other things that they do. And, and not that you could always listen to that and whatnot. But you have an opportunity to, to have him go into WrestleMania for the title. You need to be in the featured matchups and having that, like, that would raise his stock further. And I, I, it upsets me that they're not doing that. But again, it's not my company, not my business. We have to see what the angles are going to be. If it's and if it's going to be Fiend John Cena, did they not want? Did they, was was that something they had in the plans? And they don't want John winning the title for this. They don't want him to break the record. That could be something. So they want John in a big matchup or the Fiend. And I don't and I don't know. And that would really, if John comes in and the Fiend loses at WrestleMania to John Cena, too, like, what the fuck are we doing? Right. But we've seen this when they don't want any more marquee names, they will take it away when they need to take it away to prevent that. And that is what scares me once again, is what is going on here with this. And the, the Fiend, they don't want, he's not in that circle of talent. He never has been, he never will be. Because either you're in, no, there's no rhyme or reason who gets put in that circle, but I don't think he's ever been in it. And yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where when, the Fiend made his debut when they did the Firefly Funhouse yeah. stuff. I love that stuff. And his debut at SummerSlam with Finn, I thought was amazing. Yep. After that, I felt like they started getting too creative, having the red lighting, just throwing too much at it to where it lost a lot of its uh, momentum. And by putting the title on him right away, I think that hurt him too. He didn't need it. Um, I mean, and it's now tough. They... Where do you go from it? That's why, and I understand. But here's my thing is you, you've built him up to be – stuff like this, you got to have patience. It yeah. should be booked this way for over a year. You don't, this is how you make people big time names. You don't right. just like, and because what they do is, is you got to have a long vision on this stuff. And, and for even as adults, if, in, because you got to remember watching it as adults, it's of course it, we're going to view it differently than kids view it. And I think that appeal and that, that thing to kids is always there, especially considering his merchandise numbers if they were what they were in, in regards to being in the top position, I, I just think you need to book him strong for a longer period of time. And not that he's not been booked strong, but just to randomly do this. And with I, the Bill Goldberg stuff confuses me. I'm honestly baffled because they fucking hated him when I was there. And I, like, I'm telling you, Hunter and Vince, like, I, could, it wasn't, I wasn't allowed to fucking talk about him. And it wasn't, and I like, what changed with that? Where now they put the title on him twice. He's not there. And I'm happy. Like, his success and making money, great. Like, 
can't get jealous of that stuff because it's pro wrestling and you want everyone to do. It's just, I know the guys there. If I was there full time, I would, and this is just as a wrestler being, I would be fucking pissed. I'm sure all the boys are. Another yeah. guy coming in, taking a WrestleMania spot, you whore yourself out all year. And then they give the big paydays to the people that aren't fucking holding the company up currently. And that's not a knock on Bill. They do it with all the past guys. And right. it, it, that's why it's, it doesn't bother me nearly as much now that I'm out of there and doing my own thing. But if I was there, and I know from when I was there in the talent, it, it's extremely frustrating because yeah. you, you, you give them everything. And like the Fiends killed himself now going into WrestleMania, and he's not going in as the champion the, the month before. It's like, and then we're hot shotting a thing. What are we going to get? With Roman and Bill, I mean, with yeah, with Roman and Bill on this, like, Bill, right. Bill is not capable of doing longer matches right now. Yeah. If he was, they would do it. Yeah, this is kind of reminds me of when you were on the rise, where you, they take something that's hot, yeah, botch, you know, botch it completely, and yeah. then have to revert back to the old stars. Yeah, no, it, it's really, it, it's frustrating, and I've lived it. And I know, yeah. and I, I've lived it where, where the buildings were fucking shaking, and, and like right. with the like, it's 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 a tough pill to swallow, and because they don't, and it's just the business model. That's what they they don't want the guys to be too big anymore, and then yeah. so I don't know, and I like I I get the match, the appeal with Goldberg and Roman, but I don't I don't see, and I, I watched the match, like, and that's in Saudi in Saudi over there, but it just feels like it's it's too late. Like that match is that's not the match to make. Unless, because yeah. I mean, it's putting the title on Roman most likely again, which again, this it doesn't do Roman any favors. You, but because it's it's going to be a, he's getting forced again down people's throats in the in getting the big matchups when the Fiend should be in that position, going with the momentum. I feel like to put him, give him that big WrestleMania moment because it's not going to be there next year. This is right. now. You do it now, and now we. Yeah. I feel like they're John's going to come in and like with me. When the power started getting pulled, and then John came in and did the cleanup crew, right? And that's what I feel like is going to happen again, possibly. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, the WrestleMania match. That there's going to be a lot of the hardcore fans who there's a good chance they'll turn on this match, you know, uh, with Goldberg yeah. and Roman Reigns. Um, but let me ask you this: the original plans were for uh, the Fiend to face Roman Reigns for the title, and then John Cena to face Elias. So. Now it's uh, Bray Wyatt versus John Cena, Goldberg versus Roman Reigns. I do think that the change is is for the better as far as those matches go. Yeah, I mean, I see. I don't have a problem. I, I like Elias a lot. I like Elias. Mm-hmm. I think I like Elias versus John Cena if Elias is going over. Yeah, I don't because that does elevate Elias, and, and then. But the problem with that is, is then you got to continue to book Elias. Good, which they won't do. Yeah. So they're not going to do that. And John is coming in for a big, big payday, a big matchup. And I think John, and what I, and this is in knowing how Vince thinks, I think John has been used when he's come back. He hasn't, I don't think John, when he, from when he was active to when he left, he hasn't, his value diminished a little bit in my opinion. And, and I know how Vince is. Vince is looking at this as Cena needs a big win at WrestleMania to reestablish him as the Babe Ruth of, of, of in pro wrestling. That's how Vince looks at things. So he's going to look at, he's not looking at it. What are my current guys that are holding up this company? How can we elevate them higher? It's how can I keep John Cena's legacy intact? That's how Vince thinks. And that's See? that's what's going to happen. I, I can guarantee you with that. And then again, with Goldberg, it was, he didn't, for whatever reason, 
he probably thought that what they did, and this is how they operate too for people to understand. He, in Vince's head, he could be thinking Roman might get heat beating Fiend and people will turn on Roman if they do that match at WrestleMania, but they don't give a fuck about Bill really anyways. They'll use Bill, they'll pay him, but they'll get Bill internet heat and they don't give up. This is shit they do. This is how they operate. They'll let Bill have the moment and get the internet heat and then fucking have Roman save the day from taking it off of Bill. And in Vince's eyes, that makes Roman then the savior. Now there, now we we've talked about WWE moving the pay per views to streaming. Now yeah. there are reports that they are negotiating with ESPN. That is one of the main ones. Uh, so that would be moving. And if that happens, Vince said it would be this quarter. So that's the end of this, you know, the end of March. So yeah. we're talking about a few weeks. So WrestleMania presumably would be the first show on there. And if it's ESPN Plus, uh, there's a good chance it'd be like the UFC pay per views, where not only do you have to buy a ESPN subscription for four ninety five a month. But you got to purchase the pay-per-view on top of that. Yeah. Now, if they're going to do that, we've seen ESPN push the UFC guys. So by putting the title on Goldberg and having Goldberg all over ESPN, that's someone that fans from yesteryear, yep. uh, Laps fans will look at and be like, oh, Goldberg, he's, you know, he's in the mix. He's at WrestleMania. Yeah. Do you think from that standpoint, it, it might actually help and, and be a, a good business move if, if that is what they end up doing is moving to ESPN+. Plus. I like so I love the move to ESPN Plus, and I always tell I think that is whatever backlash they're going to get from the hardcore people bitching about what they pay. WWE, the whole network thing was fucking uh, a horrible thing for the nine nine. I as a talent, people there, what the fuck are they doing giving this stuff away for free? It, it, it was horrible, and looking back, it, it was horrible all the way around. So my thing is, you can't that business model isn't working. They need to fix it. I think, and we talked about this, I think going to ESPN is the only move they, they they should even consider. I don't like going to the Peacock, NBC. I think that's too high risk. The ESPN UFC model is working. Mm-hmm. It, it is working. And in getting, they want that more mainstream exposure. Now, my, great. Goldberg can still be pushed on that as a WrestleMania match without having the title still. Right. That, so, because again... You're sacrificing the talent that, like I've said, we've they've just printed money and printed money, and it's not backed by gold anymore. And it, it's man, it's um, you got to give. We see it in like it's like with Roman. They'll let Roman have the big moments. They they keep it like in the he's part of the family, and there's only a select few guys that are allowed to have those moments, even if they have the don't have the momentum. And like it, it's if they do give somebody else another chance, it's for a brief period, and then it's like it's taken away. It's like Kofi. Okay, we'll give him his moment. He has a little bit of a run. Okay, back to what you were doing. And it's not sustained. So I like the move to ESPN+. Plus. They're going to get backlash over it. At the end of the day, I'm telling you, Raj, these people bitching, they're going to fucking order the (laughs) pay-per-views. It's like, like, bitch, all this is me. And I understand you guys are frustrated because you think everything's so shitty. And I'm fucking telling you, they will fucking buy it. They will. for every one that doesn't, there, there'll be there'll be ten that do. Yeah, and to your point, granted, this is Conor McGregor. He is the biggest uh, draw right now. But yeah. his ESPN uh, fight did over a million buys just through ESPN Plus. Tyson Fury, uh, he had the biggest boxing fight in a long time. Yep. Uh, that last weekend on traditional pay per view, that only did eight hundred thousand buys. So, you know, <laughs> it, it, the, the 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 things are changing to to streaming. Yeah, and, and uh, ESPN is is marketing it appropriately that's why i was right. saying they're, they're they they have hit a thing and i ordered it and i got it and i get the ufc fights 
and I actually ordered the boxing thing and it felt weird. I was haven't ordered it off the TV in a while because I've been doing all the UFC off the PlayStation there for the with ESPN Plus, you know, <laughs> and the people they're gonna they're all gonna bitch. That's what they do. They they're gonna yeah. bitch about the four ninety nine and then they're gonna bitch about the pay per view thing thing. WWE just has to look at this and just from a we're gonna just this is the new model and I, I honestly think they'll be making more money than ever in the next three years on the if they can't on the pay per view side of things, getting that back on track. And the boys will hopefully make more on pay per views and like our generation really got fucked on that. So Yeah. Uh so let's talk about the WrestleMania card uh real quick. There's a ton of matches, so uh, we could just kind of okay. run through it real quick. Um so far announced, obviously, Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar and uh, Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. So those are the ones that are confirmed. Okay. So now we're getting to the the rumored but not confirmed uh, Roman Reigns versus Goldberg, uh, John Cena versus Bray Wyatt. And you actually think Cena's probably going to go over there, you were saying. Knowing how Vince is, I think he's going to want – he's looking at this from John Cena needs a big WrestleMania moment to keep him as the Babe Ruth of pro, in pro wrestling. Oh. <laughs> you think I'm, this is no i i totally i could totally see that i know how i know enough about vince and bray's not in vince's fucking little circle john yeah. is yeah it's it, we've it's it, yeah. it won't shock me yeah and when i say fans will riot i mean on their keyboards <laughs> yeah yeah that. no yeah i don't for the talent safety i would never want that honestly there i wouldn't want to be a part of that but yeah it's, yeah uh, there'll be a U.S. title match uh, right now. The champions Andrade, so assuming he'll be defending probably against multiple opponents. The, you know, Humberto rest- will be in there once again. I feel like <laughs> they got to beat him again. Or you never know. They Humberto's did. had twenty-five title defense the challenges, and then WrestleMania comes around and he won't be in it. He'll just be in the battle royal. <laughs> uh, he did lose again at Super Showdown. Fucking Humberto. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Intercontinental Title, uh, Braun Strowman. Uh, he'll be defending probably against multiple opponents as well. Uh, SmackDown tag team title match. It's John, John Morrison and the Miz. The rumored opponents are Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler, although uh, that's not official either. That will probably honestly be a tag team. They'll do the big, the, the four, because they're going to want to get everybody on the card. New Day will probably be in that match. Like they're going to probably do like a four corner tag match. I wouldn't, they tend to do that with WrestleMania now with the tag titles. Yeah. Uh, similarly, uh, the Rock tag team titles of Kevin Owens and a partner versus other teams versus Seth Rollins and Murphy. So Seth Rollins going from uh, being beating Brock Lesnar last year to being in a tag title match. Yeah, but that's again, I mean, he's that's kind of the way the story, the, the how things have progressed with him. And I think and I don't know if they um when they switched him heel, if they just got away from the babyface thing, and because it wasn't, they didn't think it was working. I don't know. He's my thing is he's always Seth is in that circle. He's mm-hmm. always figured in. Um, so he'll be on the main card. He'll be on the main card, and he's going to get a good payday. So you can't like with that. You're not always going to be in that top top spot. There, he's he's in that circle, so he's getting figured in, and that's all you could ask for with the current storylines and the way things have progressed. So. Yeah, uh, this is more or less confirmed. They pretty much shot the angle before they uh, did the match. But Shayna Baszler will challenge Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship. Okay. Uh, this one was uh, kind of interesting. Natalia and Beth Phoenix. Um, so Beth Phoenix will be coming back and they will be challenging Asuka and Kyrie Sane for the WWE Women's Tag Team title match, which I don't think has been defended since December. Wow. So, yeah. 
man. No, that's no. Again, it, it's good to have. You want to be on that card one way or the other. So it's. I I don't know how they pull these off. Like from a fan standpoint, sitting there for that long, you know. But it, it's from a talent standpoint, you you want to you want to be on that card on the main yeah. card. We still got more to go. We got the SmackDown women's title match. Bailey defending against the women, uh, the winner of the women's SmackDown Elimination Chamber match. So they are going to, Lacey Evans basically confirmed on last week's SmackDown that they're going to be doing a uh, another Elimination Chamber match. So okay. there's going to be three Elimination Chamber matches this coming Sunday. Three uh, Elimination Chamber matches. Yeah, Jeez. so you got the Raw women's, the SmackDown women's, and then the uh, the SmackDown men's. Okay. Uh, Edge versus Randy Orton. That's pretty much confirmed. Um, and Undertaker versus AJ Styles. Kind of saw that set into motion. Yeah. Do you think, given the fact that Taker beat AJ so quick, a lot of fans don't ex- give AJ a prayer anyway. That AJ should beat Taker here, or just keep Taker's, uh, you know, keep having him keep winning at Mania. So it can go the again. In my opinion, when you do this, I'm looking at these guys. You got to know when to fucking stop. You got it. You got, like, I I pray to God if I'm involved in wrestling, I'm not doing that at that age. I honestly, I will have fucked up royally somewhere if I'm trying. I'm not kidding. Yeah. It's not, I don't get it. And I don't know if he needs the money. I don't fucking know. I don't, and I get, I understand. I know I miss the adrenaline and things of that. But my thing is, that, man, if I wasn't my at my best, like that's me now. I'm going to bioaccelerator to get more stem cells because I know if I come back, I have to be better than I've ever been. I cannot come back and not be fucking what I was. And like, that's just me. I don't know how they do it because I could clearly tell watching that these guys are not fucking half of what they were. Like they're fatigued, they're winded, and it's like, and it's not me being an asshole. It's just watching as a competitor going. Fuck, I would hate to be in that position and to like and to know and know how hard I train to keep my conditioning. I was like, those guys can't fucking barely move. Like, what's going on? And it's the match should be put AJ over and fucking the the phenomenal one retires the phenom. But then you take that energy and that Undertaker dust as Bruce Pritchard likes to use with Hogan and all that, and you transfer it over to a current guy. And then mm-hmm. that legacy continues through that guy. They quit doing that though. So it's not going to most likely, it's going to be to secure Undertaker's legacy uh, of one of the greats of all time. How many more are we going to get? Because what's going to eventually happen is he's just going to break his hip going down the stairs and then be done all together. And we're not going to get that moment all, at all. So you just have to finally go, like, look, we're getting towards the fucking end here. Like, it, 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 How many, every year at this point, like you start aging more and more and more, like, Use that energy and make a guy, whether it's AJ or not, I don't know. But you got to do something, man. It's not, don't, don't. AJ can get a good match out of him. We've talked about that. But I think you got to transfer that energy at some point to today's guys. Because what we've seen is then today's guys aren't going to have that special factor in 10 years. And and it's just going to keep going lower and lower. So, And I love Undertaker. I love Goldberg. I love all, I have nothing but respect for all these guys. I just know as a talent that's been there. And you got guys like Dolph and all these guys. You kill your fucking self. And they don't give these moments to the guys there. Why the fuck is this happening? I don't know. Yeah. But it'll be a good match, I'm sure, if, if Undertaker can do some stuff. But again, he chokeslammed. He didn't even know. It's more out of push. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, a few more matches here. We got Otis versus Dolph Ziggler. Uh, that should be taking place. The Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, the Women's Battle Royal, and apparently another uh, women's match. So I'll tell uh, you right now, I didn't know, and I didn't even, I forgot all about this. The match I'm most excited about for WrestleMania is Otis and Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> I love Otis. I love yeah, me some awesome. Otis. That's I, one of those things where we talk about something hot. I just hope they don't mess it up. <laughs> no, it's, uh, man, Otis can be mid-card and be one of the most over guys on the show, man. I would make that guy a focal point on TV every week and from the segments. He doesn't even need to be wrestling all the time, man. It's, you got something. And I talked to the guys, some of the guys there, man. He is loved by everybody. It's like, and, and I, and I comment on some of his stuff on social media and, He's mad. And like, I talked to Joe Henning and Joe just goes, he just goes, Ryan, he goes, he'd be your favorite fucking guy here. Cause I just, I love to laugh. And that's what I like about him, man. He's just big, strong guy, burly guy, power lifter, legit. And he's fucking funny. There's nothing better than that, man. He's got a ton of, yeah, just a ton of charisma. Yeah. He, uh, he stands out for sure. So I hope he, I would like to see him have a really cool wrestle. Like, I feel like that should be, that's probably going to get lost in the mix with all, cause that's what happens when you, they only promote two or three things and then the rest kind of is really quick. I, I hope they give that a little bit of feature that a bit. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned, uh, so that's the, the current WrestleMania card. <laughs> so there was a lot on there. Um, also, we, we mentioned Edge and Randy Orton. Edge is going to be returning to Raw on the post-elimination chamber episode next week. I'm looking forward. Uh, I think I'm glad, man. I'm, I'm, I'm really uh, curious to see Edge in a singles match again here, to see how he, how he looks. I think Randy is the perfect opponent. Yeah. Well, that, they're they're going to tell a good story. I remember back in developmental uh, Florida Championship Wrestling, the, the match, I don't know if it was a pay-per-view match between Orton and Edge, and Dr. Tom Pritchard always would have the guys, we'd always watch that match because of the story they told and they started the match off slow and they told a phenomenal story, but they just, it was doing the basics. Perfect, man. And, uh, and that was like, that's how we were taught in developmental of telling a story and why you do things. And, um, I, I I'm happy to see edge back. I I've always, and he's, I've talked to him uh, a few times here and man, I was just so happy for him. So, and I do want to say on top, cause I saw watching AEW this week, the, the match with Pac and, and uh, Omega. Yeah. And I love those guys. But, like, Kenny took a powerbomb off the top. And not yeah. even, like, 20 seconds later or whatever it was, was back on the offense. And yeah. it just, is for me as a, as a fan in coming up and being taught with the psychology, it, it's really, and I don't want to ever shit talk, guy. and I understand. I just know in my matches that will not happen in my matches. Because it, it, to me, it's disrespectful to the legacy of pro wrestling and the people that came before that put psychology in place. And because um, you just, it, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. Didn't they do a brain buster off the top rope too and kicked out it too? Yeah. But I just Something know that, like that, that, like, I feel like you should stop the match, have them do a stretcher job. And yeah. It ends that way, dramatic. But kicking out it too just means the move didn't hurt that much. And what, what you're doing is, though, is when you do all your other regular moves for the rest of the match and you're getting more closer on a pinfall on regular moves and you're doing a power bomb off the top. And mm -hmm. he literally was back on the offensive and came right back and did the thing in the corner with Puck and then hit him with one of those other suplexes and was back covering him, not selling. And I'm like, if that would have gone on in, in developmental and in, in WWE, you'd be pulled aside and, and it would, you literally, they would explain to you that you don't know how to work. And now that it, because there's you, 
you're not going by any psycho. There's no psychology in it. And I don't understand that style. And now it's okay to, to get away from the rules occasionally and tying this all together. The guys like Randy Orton and edge, they know how to do that stuff and yeah. tell stories without doing stupid shit like that. And I'm just not a fan of it, man. I'm not, I like the moves, Yeah, but make them mean something. And you don't have to do 500 moves in a 20, 30 minute match. You, you could you could do two or three and get yeah. even louder reactions, and you actually keep psychology in place, and your regular moves will suck people in more, and you could get it's just I'll never understand it, and I don't have to understand it because there's and it's pro wrestling, it can it's art, brother. You can do whatever the fuck you want. That art won't exist in my matches. That's what I know. Absolutely. So, <laughs> I mean, I agree hundred yeah. percent. And I, I I think with Edge and Randy Orton, I'd argue. You could, I mean, you could tell they probably have a lot of influence in this angle, but it's probably the best angle leading into WrestleMania in a long time for, you know, uh, best build for a match Absolutely. so far. It's per, it feels personal. Mm-hmm. There's, there, there's emotion behind it because there's a story. There's a backstory, history. Mm-hmm. And, that, and I think WWE, you got to give them credit when they do something good. And that is, that is definitely one of the, the better angles going into WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, one thing... Uh, also, I, we, when we were talking before we started, I forgot to mention but a, a huge story this week. Samoa Joe was suspended. Oh, yeah. Uh, first uh, wellness policy violation, um, suspended for 30 days. Uh, he has been injured. This actually was reported earlier this month, and then WWE never you know, announced it. And then the, the, the WrestleBoats Twitter account that had reported the suspension, they've broken other stories in the past. Uh, they apologized, and then it turned out Samojo actually was suspended. They just hadn't announced it yet. So apparently a lot of times WWE, when there's a suspension, they'll just hold off on it until, you know, hold off on announcing it until they're ready. See, that seems really shady in itself right there. Because, mm-hmm. like, if that was a U.S. And then again, it, it's pro wrestling, right? But this just kind of goes back to a lot of the things they do. If a UFC fighter, if Connor had a fight and he he popped uh, suspend got uh, popped for uh, whatever on a drug test a week before the fight, and they go, ah, we're gonna hold off, we're gonna right. announce it uh, after this big fight, and he goes, you know what I mean? Right. Granted, this is pro wrestling; it's a little different, but you would think that the moment the guy the the in from and I'm looking at this from this is where there's holes in this drug testing. Aegis when they get when they okay, this guy is tested positive. This guy is now suspended. You guys have to announce this immediately. That that just shows that the drug testing company, it's all a fucking bullshit thing. It's a cover. Because the company, yeah. that company now is, why is that? they That should be enforced immediately. Mm-hmm. So that's, that, to me, I don't like that. Yeah. It, and, and I know from guys, and those, man, those part-timers coming in, these guys aren't getting drug tested. Right. They're not. Yeah. And, it, it's, and it's not fair to the talent there full-time. It's fucked up. And I, I know when I was there, it bothers me because it's yeah. like I kill myself to fucking be something special. And you got guys that could fucking pop whatever the fuck they want to pop and come in and look like a million bucks. And it, 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 you got to fucking, I don't know, man. Something, I want drug testing and wrestling like as strict as possible because I'm going to look fucking phenomenal regardless. I don't give a fuck what the others look like. It's, <laughs> so. well, when you were in WWE, how many times a year would you say they tested? A lot. I was, there was. Uh, five, six, seven, eight times. It, it was, it was, I mean, sometimes there was, it was, it was in that range. Uh, so it was, was it oh, more sorry, than quarterly? Ahead. It was, 
And I think there was a period where I went like four or five months without getting tested at one point. And that was like the longest ever. And I remember then right after I got tested like every time right after that. And, but again, like the guys, I was always clean and always like where they know I don't do marijuana or anything like that at the time when I was there. So like when you just, when you're constantly giving clean tests, you're not, you're, you're not, they're not as concerned, but like as guys that pop for weed, they get tested all the time and whatnot. So, or if you do fail for, you know, performance enhancing drugs, you're going to probably be tested a lot. So, so when, when, when they're testing, is it only at TV? It's not at live events with, would it only be TV pay-per-views? No. So Uh, it was TV and pay-per-views and they would occasionally do live events. And they wouldn't wouldn't tell the guys and they would try to catch people off guard because sometimes people, whatever they would do, and they'd go into a live event and they think they got three days for something to get out of their system. And then they would be there at live events. And that's happened multiple times. And you go and you just, you, you get tested and people will tend, that's when people tend to get popped is on the live events because they're not. And it's not everyone, right? They would just select a random group of people each time. And two men, like two of the referees, a lot of the people smarten the guys up to when the drug testing is going to be sometimes in advance. It's, it's a weird man system. Like it's, it's not like it is in fact drug testing, but like, that's where I was saying there's some holes in this where they, and I know guys there that were taking fucking some different things that, that are performance enhancing drugs and they're not showing up on the test. That always bothered me, watching them eat their fucking bags of candy on the bus and like not go work out. And it's a real thing, man. And it, but end of the day, I'm, it's not my heart. So they, they're is the it, ones that are gonna have to worry about it when they're older. So people getting smartened up is that something you saw? Like no, I know because that... the referees would even they fucking will, will, will hey drug testers are here like they they think they're helping the boys out by like and then they'll send messages and like because they're everyone's trying to be cool with everybody and the referees usually. Because they're Corano stooges, and like those referees, a lot of the referees there, those, those, a lot of those guys are the ones that are going back to reporting shit to Corano. The referees, you got to be very careful of. In WWE, they'll try to play cool with you, and that they're the ones that are getting listening in on the boys, and then going back to Corano reporting shit, being stooges. Like man, it's a fucked up environment there. Like on all, I just remember I never gave a fuck about anything, and I was like, any of the guys, they knew they fucking crossed me. They're gonna fucking, they would have shit to seriously. It's like you can't, but that's what goes on. They would sit around, they just fucking, they listen, and then they go back to little Mark Mark Carano, and then, but they also though try to fucking be cool with you because they want you to think they're one of the boys. And hey, man, drug testers are here, smart job, but. So when they tell you that they're there, what can you do? Is there much you can really do? Or? I don't know. I've never. That's, to me, it was never. It was go to fucking catering, go eat, and then go get drug tested. There's not like, I don't yeah. know what. See, I didn't do anything where I don't know if like I think the guys with the marijuana. I'd always heard there were like drinks they can go get like to flush out their system. Usually, I think they needed to know like a day before on that, and then they could drink the whatever the drink is that helps flush it out of their system and. I remember that's like kind of a thing, but like I, it's marijuana. Like to me, it was like, that's not ratting out anything. It's fucking, they shouldn't be tested for that to begin with. Nobody gives a shit. So I think that was like a little more harmless on the part of the refs. Like, cause they don't want guys to have to pay a $2,500 fine for something they shouldn't have to pay, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just come under some scrutiny lately because you go these long periods where no one's getting popped. And then all of a sudden you get a bunch. We just had Bobby Roode and now Andrade and now Samoa Joe and, and Primo, you know, all in a short span. So and, well, in Primo's defense, he uh, didn't right. pop. It's just because, I mean, they, they counted as a strike, but he didn't test for anything uh, illegal or anything of that nature. 
the other guys, I'm really curious what they're what they're popping for. I, mm-hmm. I really wish that that stuff, because is it, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious because I know how the way things work with guys up there. If one of the guys finds a new quote unquote supplement that uh, isn't tested and everyone's getting in better shape on it, then it, it spreads like wildfire. And then, but if, if there was something somebody started, then all of a sudden the guys are popping now. I don't know. I don't know if that's what it is or what. I have no idea. What I mean, is it cocaine? That was always. I remember when I was there, some of the guys would pop for cocaine sometimes, and I never, I've never done it once in my life. But you're wrestling, you go out, you party, you do some cocaine. It's not like it happens. Is that what the people are popping for? I don't know. Yeah. Because some of those guys, like Joe and stuff, they don't, you don't physically look at them and think, are they taking a performance enhancing drug? But also, though, you got guys, you're fucked up, you do do things for recovery. So is it possible? I've seen a lot of people that don't look like they take stuff that you would be shocked and they were taking stuff. So, right. Yeah, I mean, I remember UFC Tim Sylvia when he got popped. I was like, Tim Sylvia. Yeah, but it, uh, it's I mean, and again, get so this isn't being bitter or angry about it or anything. It, 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 the guys, that schedule is so fucked up. You're just trying to survive. Yeah. So like, it, it's it, it, it's no fault of the talent, uh, and I say that it is their fault, but. Right. It, it's, a, it's a really screwed up environment and, and it's not the healthiest environment and you're just simply trying to go week to week by any means necessary. Yeah. Um, one thing we didn't mention, um, Lance Archer, uh, yes. from new Japan, he will be debuting. He signed with AEW. He's going to debut on the, the next dynamite. So, uh, which will be in my neck of the woods in Broomfield, Colorado, man. I, I tell you, I'm going to get him on the show. Hopefully get him on. Uh, and I was in developmental with him, and he was uh, got called up to WWE there. I think the ECW there briefly. I think it was ECW, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, yeah. I, I, I never felt like he got a fair shake in WWE. He was always, man, a big guy. He can move. He was he's he's nice. He's liked by the guys, and he just was one of those guys that they really I don't know. He got in the sh- on the on that shit list somehow, or where WWE just saw nothing in him supposedly and uh, just was not used. And man, he left, I'd always see it and he went and he hustled and he, he busted his ass for fucking years here. And um, he would always be backstage at the Dallas shows and always get to see him and talk to him for a bit. And to see him finally um, get an opportunity to be back on TV and make some money makes me very happy. Cause he, he I, I, anyone that I would see that spends any time in this business, you want to see them walk away with a little money from it. So yeah. Yeah, so it's a great get for AEW. They need more uh, big guys too. They definitely so it is that is that is a very very good pickup for them. Yeah, and this next uh, AEW uh, Dynamite they'll look coming off of Revolution and the ratings this past uh, Wednesday. Uh, it was uh, both both shows were down. Um, let me pull these up here. I got the wrong week. Um, here we go. So yeah, both AEW and NXT were down, um, but AEW still beat NXT, and not only did it beat it, it beat it in every demo, which it had not done before. So even in the above 50, which NXT oh, wow. had won every week, uh, this week AEW topped them everywhere. So AEW did 865,000 viewers on TNT, uh, beating NXT's 717,000 viewers by 21%. Uh, it was number nine in the cable uh, top 150 in the 18 to 49 demo. NXT was 17, 
in terms of overall viewership, AEW is number 50, NXT was number 68. And uh, with the, the prime demo, the 18 to 49, AEW did a 0. 0.30, which was on the lower end of what they've been doing. Uh, NXT did a 0.23, so AEW beat them by 30% in that demo. So that was their uh, lowest rating in that demo uh, this year, at least. I, I think it might be so, so far, where it ties for the lowest for AEW. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, I don't know what else we can really say, right? And I think that everything is settled in. Yeah. AEW, I think, again, having that larger crowd uh, or the larger arenas, it, it definitely helps. It's it's the show that I watch. I And I don't watch the NXT, and I don't I couldn't tell you how good uh, the show is or isn't because I, I, I simply don't watch because I won't ever have anything to do with that. And I know for me that's not going to, it's not, that just not my thing. I want to. I want to watch wrestling in front of. I like watching it with the larger crowds. So AEW is just more appealing to me on that end. And, and, and NXT might be doing great things down there, but it to me it's like it's like developmental still. And just from my experience, um, it looks like it too. Yeah, yeah. And it is. It is. It's not. It's not a knock. It is. Right. Like people are still learning, and you're always learning. But it, it is what it is. I would, you can't say I was in FCW or OVW in Deep South, and I can't say, like, oh, I was in the big leagues. Like, I wasn't. It, you yeah. can't. It, it's Raw and SmackDown are the big leagues, and that's what yeah. it is. NXT is bigger than it was before in developmental, but um, I think AEW, like, is going to continue to get these pieces. I hope they signed Jeff Cobb. I think they did, or they, they're going to. Yeah, they offered him a contract he hasn't signed okay. yet. Okay. I hope he does, and with with Lance Archer going in there and um, and getting some more names, and I think in getting having a balanced show with having some bigger guys and with the guys that they have, I, I think uh, I like the trajectory that they're on, and it's going to take time. And the some of the things that we've seen early on with them that maybe kind of make you cringe, I think mm-hmm. that gets less and less as time goes on. Um, yeah, and a lot of the talent there. Are and I don't like to use the word green, but they're green as far as being on TV, right? And that takes time, and you got to be patient with it. And they necessarily they, they, it sucks that they have to learn on big time TV, but at the same time, if they got you got the Arns and the Dean Malinkos, and you got the other, some of the other producers there that can uh, help them learn along the way, along with the guys like Cody and uh, you know and Goldust and these guys. Goldust has a great wrestling mind. That stuff is going to be passed down over time, and I, I think the product's going to continue to improve. Yeah. Um, other ratings notes real quick. SmackDown uh, this past week did 2.48 million viewers. It's been very consistent this year, basically between 2.4 and 2.6 million on Friday night. So it's probably been the most consistent show as far as ratings go. Um, backstage didn't register in the top 150, so we don't even have a number for it. Oh, wow. Uh, Miz and Mrs., uh, we don't usually bring it up, but it did 394,000. It was up against the AEW Countdown show, which almost did as good as Miz and Mrs. And that did 383,000 viewers. Has that fallen drastically from what they originally were doing? Yeah, it, it, for Miz and Mrs., it was the lowest rating ever in the history of the show. So. I wonder what has what uh, happened with that. The, I mean, again, there's, and I, I watched it a little bit early on, and I don't know, is it one of those th- things that once you see a few episodes, you've seen them all? sort of deal well i also think it used to have uh smackdown as a lead-in so it'd be on after smackdown on tuesdays and now nxt as a lead-in it's not quite the same and a lot of that nxt audience is not the 
you know, the, the mainstream WWE audience that stick around for Miz and Mrs. Yeah. Uh, those shows are tough to do. Uh, I'd imagine, too, with his schedule and the shooting on that, because he's only home on a limited period of time. So you're shooting, and like, I, I'm not a fan of those shows to begin with because they're fake. A lot of it is like, and I saw how they did the Total Divas when they asked and wanted, I remember it was, I think it was with Alicia, one of the producers, and they'd be like, would you date Alicia for the show? And Alicia, and I was like, me and Alicia were friends, and I was just like, oh, wait, you want me to like force a relationship to be on TV, and then you guys give me a bunch of fake shitty scenarios, and like, right. I, I can't do it. I, I know, I don't, I wanted nothing to do with it, and that wasn't, I'm just not a fan of that, because I think that is misleading to people, because you're presenting it as reality TV. It's not like you're saying, no, this is WWE, this is entertainment. So, yeah. um, I would imagine, though, it's tough for Miz and them to set up interesting things consistently, because he just wants to be home and relax, probably. And shooting is very stressful. It is so. I would imagine that is probably why the appeal is uh, gone down, is because it's probably a lot of the same things over and over again. So. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, finally, Raw. Raw was down. Um, the 2.21 million viewers was down almost 10 percent from last week. It was down 9.3 percent. Um, it was the second lowest rated Raw in WrestleMania season. Um, but it also didn't fall as much. If it would have had the typical falls that it usually does, uh, it would have probably been the lowest rated. But wow. it maintained its viewership throughout. Uh, it actually went up in the second hour. It was 2.246 million in the first, 2.278 in the second. So it went up slightly uh, before dropping to 2.1 in the third. So not a big drop. So that really saved it. Yeah, no, it's. We'll, uh, I, I'm curious to see the conversation in a year uh, if it's under under the 2.0 consistently. So, yeah, right. Uh, the last thing I got is the XFL TV ratings. Uh, yeah. As expected, it continued to to drop in week three. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if this is the leveling out period. I think most people figured by week four is is where we'll see where they're at. But um, it was down in, total, in totality. It was down about 22 percent from the previous weekend and 48 percent from week one. So not even close to as bad as uh, the original XFL on NBC, which dropped 67 percent in that same time span. So. Uh, Fox had said if they do 2 million viewers, it's satisfactory for XFL games, and they did right at 2 million viewers on Fox. So if they stay within this level, maybe a little down, but uh, they might be all right and should be able to get a TV deal out of it. Yeah. Again, we got how many weeks is the season? I want to say 10. Okay. And I, I'm not sure if that includes the postseason. I don't think it does, but okay. yeah. I'm curious. I don't know, man. It's, um, I don't, are they doing a lot of marketing for this? You know, I haven't. I hardly see anything. Because I even online, I don't see. Like I would think online, if you would, you would want it where everybody is. I don't. I haven't seen one ad for it. And it's typically with marketing. You you want people to know that there's football going on right now. That and and, and don't see that. I don't watch a lot of TV, so I couldn't tell you on on the TV end. Uh, that but just as far as from the phones, usually when somebody's marketing something heavily, you see it. I uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's um, I feel like that's something that I, I've learned having a business how important marketing is, mm -hmm. and if you people have to know you exist, and they have to you have to, they have to see it. But it's something between it's like six to eight or six to nine times that people have to see an ad before it even registers in their brain typically that you even exist, and that's that's a percentage of that. 
that like you know what this XFL XFL and you see it and you see it and you see it and then on time number ten you're like oh maybe I'll click on this XFL and see right. so and then you get a percentage of those people that might watch and yeah I don't know man we'll see it's I mean the drop is never good. It, it, mm-hmm. But it's going to happen. It, is it going to? What is it going to be down another fifteen percent next week? We don't know. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to see where it levels off. I, I don't watch SmackDown Live usually uh, on okay. Friday nights, so I don't know if Fox is advertising it or not during Smack. They're not doing it during the show. Uh, that would be a conflict of interest. WWE already has a lawsuit against them. Yeah. Uh, because of that, but Fox could run ads during SmackDown. You know, when they don't have a paid ad to. For the XFL, so I don't know if they're doing that or not. I haven't seen it. Yeah, when no, I fast obviously through, I on the commercials, like I'm sure Fox has aired commercials for it. But I mean, that's like uh, online marketing. I think everyone has their phones on them all the time. You, you the sporting sites and all that. That should, stuff should be packed full of XFL stuff. Yeah, and I don't know, but I and I, that's why I was asking because I'm not. I obviously I don't bet or anything, so I don't, I don't know. But yeah. we'll have to see, man. It, it, it's it's a tough thing starting that. It, it's but if they can get a TV deal and hit a season two. You know, and maybe get a few more teams, and and just start turn it into a business that, that is profitable. You know, then they they have a shot at doing something. So we'll have to wait and see. Absolutely. Uh, well, it was a p- action packed week, but uh, thanks as always for having me on. Absolutely. Anything you'd want to go to plug to wrap up this week, Raj? Uh, yeah, just keep checking out WrestlingInc.com. I mean, we, there's so much content up there. It's ridiculous. And we also have our exclusive interviews. Uh, we've got Conan, uh, who was <laughs> just on fire. Uh, we have uh, Greg Hamilton, SmackDown ring announcer. Uh, uh, Scotty Riggs, uh, Jimmy Corderas, Joey Janela, PCO, Ace Austin, uh, Bull Dempsey. Uh, so just a ton of stuff. So just keep checking out WrestlingInc.com. Good deal. Thank you, as always, Raj. And thank you guys very much for listening. Feed me more. Feed me more. May you rest in peace. Awesome! Yes! 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 Hulkamania is running wild! Yeah! I said give me a hell yeah! Ha ha! Woo! Shooting place! Wrestling report! <laughs>